welcome to the Dr. Sex Fairy Podcast. I am Dr. Kaval Bhava, America's favorite sex doctor, and I am here to transform your life. Thank you for making this podcast a blockbuster hit across all categories all over the world. If you are returning to this podcast, welcome back. If you don't already follow this podcast, make sure you follow it now. I was invited to appear on The Nightcap, a late-night talk show on Fox 26 in Houston, hosted by Carolina Sanchez, twice last year. We discussed big dick energy, as well as the orgasm gap, and they were such great discussions and so popular that The Nightcap has even aired reruns. We decided to continue those conversations on the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. Carolina came on episode 58, The Secret Behind Big Dick Energy, so make sure you check that out after you finish listening to this episode. Today you will hear us continuing our discussion about the orgasm gap. We talked about what it is, why it happens, and how much of this can begin with how our parents and teachers discuss sex during our childhood. Make sure you listen till the end because we also discuss how to become more orgasmic. If you are a woman, you must hear this episode because you will learn things that will change your life. If you are a man, you must also hear this episode because learning this information will certainly change your life as well. When we know better, we do better. I am going to play part of our Orgasm Gap Nightcap TV interview for you now. Don't even think about leaving. We will be joined by Carolina Sanchez herself after this clip. And this episode is going to change the way you view sex, orgasms, vaginal health, relationships, and even parenting. Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? There's an orgasm gap, right, Dr. Sexberry? Right, and I am here to change that. So first of all, let's talk about the problem. How bad is it? It's terrible. They did a study of 2,000 women, and 57% of the women said that they have orgasms most of the time or all the time, but 95% of their men were. Okay, that's a huge 57 to 95. 57 to 95. Oh my gosh. And these are women who aren't lying because there may be some who are lying. So it might be closer to 50, right? Maybe. I think the numbers are worse than they're admitting to. So if 57% of them are saying that they're orgasming, I think the numbers are lower. Follower. Oh, why, why do you think women are not? I think they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. Mm. You know, his feeling of, you know, being the alpha male, the macho man. Yeah. And they don't realize that they're doing not only themselves, but him a disservice. Because who is it really helping? It's not helping him Mm. because he will keep doing what he thinks is working. Right. And you are upset because you're just not getting the pleasure you deserve. Right. You're not getting anything. So nobody wins. Nobody wins. You're you're inflating an ego that doesn't need to be inflated. And they're just going to repeat the same pattern. Absolutely. And I do believe that most men want to please that woman. Oh, really? Yes, they do. So we shouldn't be faking it. No, because if you fake it, you'll never make it. And (laughs) I love that. Don't fake it because you won't make it unless you're trying to get ahead in your career. Fake it till you make it, right? That's different. (laughs) That's totally different. Okay, so how many women are faking it? it You know, the numbers are high. The numbers are high. I don't know which study to trust, but 80, 90 percent. 
Maybe more. That's a lot. So what do you, okay, so a woman comes to see you, Dr. Baba, and says, like, I'm not orgasming. Like, what can I do to change this? Do you look at just the partner? Is it something with her specifically, or is it a whole range of issues? It's a range of issues. Mm. You have to see the complete picture. Right. And that's why I started my podcast, Dr. Sex Fairy, because I wanted to educate people Mm. on the various factors that lead to orgasm. Mm. Orgasms don't exist in isolation. You can't have an orgasm if your relationship is not in the right place, if you're not truly connected with your partner. So that's mental aspect. You know, your brain is your most important sexual organ Mm. by far. Mm. So it's not your penis. It's not the vagina. It's your brain. Wow. So your emotional state, your psychological state needs to be correct. Whether you need a sex therapist, whether you come speak to me, whether you speak to a girlfriend or for a man, if he speaks to his buddy. You know, we need to talk to people about this. We need to figure out how to get in the right headspace. And then for the physical, well, you have me for that. Okay, so okay, so let's say it's not mental. Let's say it is physical. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you offering or what do you address? I first want to know if a woman is postmenopausal, mm. perimenopausal. Did she just give birth? Is she a diabetic? Does she have other conditions that may and all of these things problem. actually affect... Yes, they do. Oh. Certain autoimmune conditions. You know, it's, it's a very complex thing. Mm-hmm. Then, has she survived cancer? Mm. Or is she struggling with cancer right now? Yeah. You know, this is a tough problem and more women need to be upfront about it and start talking about it. Because if we keep sweeping it under the rug, again, who are we helping? Not Nobody. ourselves. Mm-mm. Nobody's getting pleasure then. Nobody's getting any pleasure. So that's things that you would address. So mm-hmm. how would you treat it? I treat it different ways. I have come up with a range of treatments and I do them together because they're very synergistic. Mm. So we can do one treatment or we can do a few of them together. And I think the more the merrier in this case, because they are cumulative. They work very well together. Now, for instance, I do the Bava shot where Mm -hmm. I am taking blood from a lady's arm, spinning it down into platelet-rich plasma and injecting it into her clitoris. Painlessly, I might add. Painlessly? Uh I do the same thing for men. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do it for men and women. And so that helps make a clitoris more sensitive. It increases the size because, you know, I've talked about this on the Big Dick Energy episode with you. Size matters and not just for men. So a clitoris shrinks over time. So with the Bava shot, I can increase the size a little bit. Wait, it shrinks? Yes, it does. Do penises shrink over time too? Oh, yes, man, they do. So we all just shrinking. And we're just our going ears to hell. are getting bigger, our noses are getting bigger, but the genitals are our just butts shrinking. are getting bigger, but the parts that count they're shrinking. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, so size matters. Why? Because there's more surface for the yes. nerves and things yes. like that for the. Do you know that the clitoris is one of the only things I can think of that are made purely for pleasure? Mm. Eight thousand nerve endings. The head of a penis only has four thousand. Oh wow! So what business do we women have not orgasming, right? Right. Like what the hell? Hell yeah! Every day. Let's the get this done. Women need to be at ninety-five percent. We need to 50%. be at a hundred, my friend. Oh, <laughs> preach it, mama! We need to be at a hundred. Hundred. This Baba shot, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are saying is an improvement to the O shot. Would you say? anyone should get it? Is there a particular age? You know, I'm glad you asked me that question. I always preach the importance of preservation. Mm. If I only had a dollar for every time a woman said to me, Dr. Bava, I don't know that I'm that bad yet. What are you waiting for? Mm. Would you like your parts to just say, screw this, I'm done? So is it a preventative? You know, like you go to... It's definitely preventative. Yes, exactly. So you are addressing the issue before it becomes a big thing. Because we are all slowly over time getting worse. 
So you address the problem before it becomes an issue. Before it becomes a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can definitely restore. Right. But you'll always have your best result if you never let it get that bad to begin with, just like facial aging. And now, listen to my great conversation with Carolina Sanchez. You're doing great work with this podcast. Thank you. And that means a lot to me to have you say that to me. And you know, just today I spoke to a patient of mine who came in and said, oh, Dr. Baba, I listened to this episode and this episode, and he named all the male ones. And I said, have you listened Mm. to this one, this one, and this one? He said, no, those don't involve me. I said, well, are you the Mm. guest of a vagina? And he said, yes. I said, would you like to be a more frequent guest of a vagina? And he said, yes. And I said, well, then what (laughs) business do you have not listening to those, darling? I just, I can, I, I mean, I have to tell your viewers, the way that Dr. Baba <laughs> speaks is, is so eloquent and so poised. And it's just, it's butter because she's giving you a jab. She's telling you <laughs> these very sexual things in such a polite way, right? The guest of a vagina and darling, the way, oh, I just, I freaking love you. That's it's so perfect. funny. Yeah. Oh my but God. But that, 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 that point is exactly true. I mean, come on. You can't expect to have a great sex life if you're only understanding yourself and not understanding your partner as well. Yeah. And, you know, I've done a TikTok video about it and it had several million views because I said, do you want to be in a vagina more often? And the second point, you know, because I do some of these pointing ones, the second one was, well, then learn how one works. Sad thing is, Dr. Mm-hmm. Baba, is that the women also don't understand how it works, No, right? they don't. They really don't. They can't pick out their own vagina out of, you know, a lineup. And we talked about this once before, because mm-hmm. women don't even look at themselves. And masturbation is so taboo. If you don't mm-hmm. know what pleasures you, how can you show someone how to pleasure you? Right. And like some women, yeah. like late 20s, are mm-hmm. they masturbating? They may have sex and with another person before they masturbate, which is crazy. That is crazy. I don't have daughters, but I have two sons. I try to have very honest discussions with them. And I don't make sex dirty. I believe in showing physical affection. I've always been a very physically demonstrative mother. So I give them hugs Mm -hmm. and I cuddle and I've told them it's okay to show affection. It doesn't make you less of a man to be affectionate with each other or be affectionate with me. And they've always seen my family be very, very physically affectionate. And so mm-hmm. we've kind of normalized that whole thing where affection's okay. It's okay to touch. It's okay to hug. And unfortunately, a lot of people find it hard to orgasm also because they have no reference point for affection, for touching, mm. for that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, I see this with my friends. I come from a household where physical affection was very prominent. I mean, there's hugs, there's kisses on the cheek. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, holding hands. It's natural, perfectly natural. And even like speaking the words, I love you, um, almost with every greeting kind of mm-hmm. thing. And when I went to college and made my lifelong friends, most of them were South Asian. And so they come from households where affection isn't prominent, isn't part of their everyday. So it was very different for them being confronted by somebody like me who is a huge hugger, who kisses on the cheek when she says hello, and who constantly says, I love you. Um, But what I love about it is that I basically melted that ice. And so now they tell me they love me, even though, you know, it's not common for them, right? They weren't raised Mm -hmm. saying those words. They hug me, they kiss me. 
And, you know, I just changed just a small group of friends, but it's incredible how many households really do not have that you know, just the physical affection yes, or even verbal mm-hmm. affection. Oh, absolutely. In fact, when I first came to the U.S., I gave her a hug and she just stood there frozen, frozen. Mm. And I thought, oh my mm. God, did I do something to offend her? I just gave her a hug. It was a lot to get used to. And I don't think I ever melted that ice, but <laughs> I made up for it with my kids. So they are, mm-hmm. I think, very well-adjusted young men, very polite And I think that tomorrow when they are having sex, when they do have those relationships, I think they will be more balanced. Right. And more able to express themselves. They'll be better lovers too, I'm sure, because of it. Probably, because they're armed with the tools and the exposure, right? Yeah. When we we make things so unknown, so prohibited, is when things can go quite awry. Yeah, even um, naming body parts. Generation. I say, mm-hmm. call it a penis, call it a vagina. And they say, we can't say the word vagina. I said, why? Does it change what it is? Why would you call it a stupid word? Call it a vagina. It's okay to use those mm-hmm. words. I said, it's not okay for you to be having sex at your age because you're not prepared for it emotionally. And you're certainly right. not prepared for the responsibility of getting somebody pregnant. And they go, ew, that's disgusting. And I say, no, but that's what happens when you have sex. You can get mm-hmm. people pregnant and you can get STDs. And I understand those negative things happen, but sex is beautiful. So if you just wait a little bit longer till you can handle it emotionally, sex is a great thing. So everybody tells me, well, you shouldn't discuss that with your kids. Why wouldn't I? If I don't discuss right. it, who will? And what are they going to tell them, right? What kind of education are they going to give them, Right. It's better for you, mm-hmm. who is trained and working in this every day, yeah. to tell them and educate them than it is for, you know, a yeah. teacher who is very much against sex. Yeah, and know? I tell them, there's nothing dirty about it. So get that out of your head. It is not dirty. Mm-hmm. It's just not right for you at this point. Because it's complicated. You know, relationships can be a little messy sometimes. I don't think you have the wherewithal for that right now. So you wait a little bit. But sex is good. Sex is great. And someday, I hope you have great sex. And they look at me absolutely disgusted and they roll their eyes and say, we are not having this discussion. (laughs) But I think it's important, right? Because this orgasm gap happens because people don't have these discussions because sex is made so taboo and people don't discuss Mm -hmm. pleasure. And I think we should normalize pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Pleasure is good. Pleasure is good. And I don't think any of their friends, mothers are saying that. So that makes me a bit of a heretic, I'm sure. It's okay. Whether they talk to you about their sex lives or not, that conversation from you will stick with them. Yes. And they will always turn to that. Mm-hmm. And, and more mothers should be this way. <laughs> See? As we're saying, like, it is, it is about pleasure at the end of the day. So women should be communicating those needs more. I mean, in general, we should all just be communicating. But what else can a woman do to be more orgasmic? I think that's a great question, and women around the world are thanking you for it. So I think <laughs> so. I think to answer your great question, I'll first go into the negatives. What are women mm. suffering from that's keeping them from being orgasmic? Because that's an important mm. discussion. So as women get older, women have vaginal laxity or a loose vagina. That's a big problem. Now, women mm-hmm. think that if they didn't have vaginal childbirth, their, their vagina is still going to be tight. I'm sorry, ladies, but you heard wrong. Because even if Mm. you had a C-section, even if you never passed a baby through that vaginal canal, 
you still had damage, you still had pressure on your bladder, your uterus still had to deal with pregnancy. Vaginas can be tightened. Vaginas can 100% be tightened and they can be tightened without surgery now. So I'll get into that in a minute. But then the other problem that's keeping women from being orgasmic is they have incontinence and then they feel embarrassed because then they don't want a man going down with them because they might be smelling not so great. So they're also maybe not going gung-ho with sex because they think, what if I dribble? That's not a sexy thought. How's a woman going to orgasm if she's more worried about if she's smelling of urine? So there's that. And then there are some women who find it hard to orgasm, period. Like they've never been able to orgasm. That's a whole other subsect nobody talks about. And then there are women who don't have a good sex drive. Maybe they did, or maybe they never did. So that's another issue. And then there's the whole problem with vaginal dryness. That happens more often than not with hormonal fluctuations. So you either just had a baby, or you're starting to be menopausal, or now you're postmenopausal. So those things can cause that. And then weak pelvic floor. Did you, like we said, did you give birth? Did you have other problems? Just regular sex. The vagina takes quite a pounding. So that can cause some damage. (laughs) (laughs) It can, right? And I said that with my buttery voice. So many things that I, that I don't even think about, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I am aware Mm -hmm. of, you know, vaginal dryness. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that libido can be lost, but it's not something that I'm thinking about every day or like planning ahead for, right? Yeah, and then what about those women who have painful sex? That's a real problem. Mm -hmm. And painful sex can be caused by all of the things I just mentioned and many others. There's vaginismus. Nobody talks about that. In fact, most people haven't even heard of what that word is. I've never heard about this. I was just going to say, what is that? Yeah, well, see, you know, what happens is sometimes your vagina is just tight as hell. And sometimes it can Mm. be caused by anxiety. I've done a whole podcast episode about it, where literally I talked about how we can introduce dilators in to slowly stretch it, to get it used to a little bit at a time. Because some of these women are in so much pain, they can't even use a tampon, let alone allow a penis in. So it's a big problem. And then, of course, the appearance. Mm. The appearance is another huge issue because your labia is going to get loose and floppy over time. When those girls are slapping around, You don't really want a man to see that necessarily. These can all be fixed, though. Everything I mentioned can be fixed for the vaginal laxity. Can they be fixed by you, boo-boo? Oh, yes, ma'am. I am the sex fairy. (laughs) I am Dr. Sex Fairy. Making dreams come true. What do women primarily come for you for? Orgasm issues. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. But they don't always realize that... What is the number one solution? Well... First, I have to ask them why they're not orgasming. I ask very, very blunt questions. I have to, if I'm going to ever understand what their problem is. So I'll ask them, do you orgasm with a vibrator? Because that tells me that the parts are working. She'll say yes or no. And then I'll say, well, do you orgasm when your partner goes down on you? And one of them recently said, oh, God, no. And I thought he wasn't going down on her. And then she said, I don't Mm. want him to do that. And I said, why? She said, because I don't know. What if I smell? And I asked her, is this a new relationship? And she said, no, I've been with him since I was a teenager. So I said, you've been with him since you were a teenager and you won't let him go down on you? She said, no. I'm sorry, you can't see me on video, but my jaw is wide open. So she's been with this man for 30 something years. 
and she's never allowed him to go down on her. Well, if she has, not recently anyway. I certainly, you know, took care of her vagina, but I also sent her to my friend, Dr. Jacobson, who's a sex therapist, because as I mentioned to you before, our biggest sex organ is our brain. And I can make your vagina ready for prime time, honey. But if your brain isn't where it should be, nothing I do is going to work. Right. It's a mental game. At the end it's of the a day. mental game. So I can certainly tighten the vagina. I can do it non-surgically. And you won't believe the things I can do. I am helping women do Kegels with a machine. And it is not... Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the lazy woman's Kegel, Carolina. It is not. It is a smart woman's Kegel because you cannot, Ooh. cannot do a Kegel with that intensity. And it's not painful when we do it with the machine. It's not painful. It's just one heck of a good contraction. You can, and not a painful vaginal contraction. I should not have used that word because now women are thinking, ooh, yuck. This is a good way for the muscle to really exercise itself. When you do a little baby one pound dumbbell, that's not doing a whole lot for you. Now compare that to a 10 pound dumbbell, much better. 20 pound dumbbell, better still. So this is just stronger exercise for the muscle and so much better. I can literally do radio frequency microneedling inside the vagina. How crazy is that, right? Inside of it? Inside of it. Not just on your face, but inside the vagina. I have state-of-the-art technology that very, very, very few people have. Maybe some hospitals and a few medical practices, but not a lot. It is mm -hmm. state-of-the-art, world-class care that I'm providing. So I can tighten vaginas to a pre-childbirth state. Wow. And if your vagina is too tight, I'll make her looser too. So, you know, we got you covered from both ends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you are the Dr. Sex Fairy. You have to have solutions oh, yeah. for an array of issues. Yeah, and then and incontinence, whether it's stress incontinence, oh, whether so it's urge incontinence. incontinence. Well, I can do all kinds of things like, you know, the radio frequency microneedling I mentioned. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can do a CO2 laser as well. Uh -huh. And I can also do different treatments. I have one that's just plain radio frequency. I also have one that is, you know, the Kegel one. That helps mm -hmm. contract the muscles too. So that will strengthen your pelvic floor. That will help everything. There wow. are lots of different things I can do. Now, we talked about low libido. So why does a woman have low libido? Apart from the fact that she's probably having crappy sex, the other physical reason she may have it is hormonal imbalance. So I'm often checking hormone levels on my patients as well. Wow. So that's a very important thing. And Absolutely. And then... For vaginal dryness, a lot of the treatments I just mentioned are going to help with that as well. Plus, I can actually inject PRF, which is a stronger form of PRP, and exosomes into the vaginal area. And exosomes are basically messengers. They come from either plant sources or human sources, and they don't have DNA, they don't have blood, none of that, just the good stuff. And they really help turbocharge my treatments. So there's that. And then as far as appearance is concerned, oh my God, do women have options now, at least in my office. I can do a labiaplasty non-surgically. Now you may ask, what's That's a labiaplasty? Mm -hmm. Now to the average person who doesn't know what a labiaplasty is, a labiaplasty is, you know, when you look at the outside of a vagina, those puppies hanging from there are the labia. You have the labia majora mm -hmm. and the labia minora. The outside is the majora, the thicker one, and then the menorah is inside, the thinner one. Very often, those are hanging. And as you get older, give birth, do all of that, deal with hormonal issues, those things hang more. They get loose. You lose collagen. There's that problem as well. 
So what are you going to do? Well, up until now, the only way to fix that was to either do filler shots, and I was combining those with PRF so that at least some collagen was being formed. But now I have what's a game changer. I can do it where I am improving that tissue non-surgically, and I am having incredible results without actually cutting. Because see, same thing as a man with penis implants. When you cut, you can lose sensation. I'm not cutting, but I'm tightening, lifting, and shrinking. And so things look beautiful. Yes, it's like you can have a porn star freaking vagina now without being a porn star (laughs) and without cutting. (laughs) Unless you're in your own home movie. (laughs) That's right. But if you want that beautiful, you know, that beautiful vagina, Mm -hmm. that beautiful labia, we can do that too. So whether it's tightness, whether it's loose vagina, whether it's an incontinent leaky vagina, whether you're just not feeling frisky, whether you're dry, whether it's hurting, there's a solution for it. So what are you waiting for, ladies? Call Dr. Sexberry already. Call me already. Yeah, it's funny. We, we assume, we really only talk about men and their issues. We only talk about erectile dysfunction. But yeah, women go through a whole bunch of stuff. But typically, we only talk about, you know, either postpartum mm-hmm. or um, menopause. Yeah. Or during yeah. their menopause. Those are the mm-hmm. only two times we hear about these things. But just like ED, it can happen any time for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't need to not be ashamed about it and, you know, place the call. Yeah. And the All thing right? is, if you've had a baby and you're 25, 30 years old, you still have a lifetime ahead of you. But childbirth, mm-hmm. and maybe you got vaginal stitches because you tore during the childbirth. And now those stitches caused you to have painful sex. Now you're not having sex. And you're certainly not orgasming most of the time. So there's help. People like me are around. We can help. So the only thing women have to lose really is more time. They have nothing to lose. Just pick up the phone and make a call. You know, send me an email. Just contact me. I can do so much now. That's why the podcast is so important because most people don't even know that this exists. Now they do, boo-boo. Now Now they they do. do. So, Carolina, where can people find your show? They can go to fox26houston.com and look for the NICAP, or they can go to YouTube and look for the NICAP. And if they have a smart TV, we're on Fox Soul. We have our own little channel there. And, of course, if they just want to find us on social and engage with us, we're at the NICAP. Thank you so much for joining me today. A great discussion, as always, and you will have to come back for more. Oh, absolutely. I always have a great time with you, Dr. Baba. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to my wonderful listeners, I hope this helped you. I hope that it helped you understand that there's hope for you, that there's hope for your partner, that the only thing keeping you from the sex of your dreams is you. Pick up that phone, make that call, send me an email. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, email me at askme at drsexfairy.com. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. And make sure you follow my blockbuster hit TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy.